Hello, everybody, and welcome to Going Crazy. This is a show, believe it or not, it's been a year I've been doing this show. Unbelievable. Uh, well, this is Going Crazy. It's a show where I, uh, I'm, my name is Zoria Levy. I'm a comedian. I live in Berlin. You might not call me a comedian because I haven't performed a long time because of quarantine, motherfuckers. Uh, but I, uh, I am still a comedian at heart. And therefore, I do this, uh, I do this uh, live stream. Um, basically, the show is I rant about shit that I find interesting. Hopefully, you find them interesting, too. I try to make them. I just uh, burped. I just ate really, really quickly. My wife made some stuff. I was sitting in my bed. Well, I wasn't sitting. I was lying down in my bed watching Game of Thrones. I'm re-watching Game of Thrones, motherfucker. I know it's hard, man. I know. I know it's hard. Anyway, let me just finish. Anyway, you guys uh, write me comments during the time that I talk. It could be about something that I'm talking about. Could be anything you want. Really, anything you want. I'll riff on it. We'll have a good time. That's what this show is about. Anyway, I've been rewatching Game of Thrones. Uh, it's uh, I've, look, I've been avoiding it. I've been avoiding it. I really, really enjoyed Game of Thrones when it was on. Uh, and, uh, other than the last two seasons, right? What was that bullshit, right? Time for people made a show and I didn't like the way it came out. Well, you know, I've been watching the show. And I got to tell you, I, I've been afraid to rewatch the show. Also, you know, because I know I'm going to get to the end. I'm going to be disappointed. And also uh, uh, because, uh, the you know, I was afraid that maybe in hindsight, you know, you know how the, those shows like Xena, the Warrior Princess, I don't know if you're old enough to see that, or Hercules, you know, of course it's not Game of Thrones, but when you watch them today, you're kind of like, I can't believe I actually like that shit. <laughs> so I was kind of afraid. But no, I watched Game of Thrones. It is a good fucking show. Man, a few shows, I'm like, I'm, I'm watching the end of it. And I'm like, man, this is excellent. Um, how did they fuck this? You know? But I got to say, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I got to say that the, the, the show, I'm now, you know, the last two seasons, season seven and season eight, are supposed to be shit, right? But I've got to say, in hindsight, I'm right now at episode like two or three of, of season eight, which means the, the the Night King is coming and all that shit. And it hasn't disappointed me up till this point. I know the ending is going to disappoint me. I'm pretty sure. But season seven was not as bad as I remembered it. I'm sorry I'm geeking out about this, but I really enjoyed that fucking show. Made me feel like I'm living in this world where I have a sword and I'm fighting. Have you, did you do that as a kid? I used to take like a knife from my parents' kitchen, and that's how I killed my whole family. No, I, I used to play as, with a sword as if I'm killing, you know, orcs and shit like that. It was, uh, it was nice. So I don't know. I, I got into it. And uh, what else are you going to do, man? So I started fucking binging Game of Thrones. It's a good show. I recommend you binge it. So what happened was I was binging it. I put the time on so I get here on time, which today I did. And on the way... I ate something my wife made. My wife makes this great, uh, um, she makes great vegan food anyway. And, uh, and therefore, I ran, I took something there, I ran to the computer to start on time. I had Game of Thrones in mind, and then I burped. That was, uh, that was the intro for the show. So I hope you identify with my burping. Uh, Adamas is saying hello. Hey, Adamas, how you doing? Uh, I'm looking for some good... For some good time. Well, let me get naked and let's get right to it. Yeah. Not this time of show. This show is also on Spotify. It's called Going Crazy. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, you're lucky. You don't see me get naked. 
No, I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, you are my comedian. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Thomas. And Julie's joining us. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, Julie, how are you doing? I missed you. I haven't seen you in a while. I got to tell you guys, Julie is the coolest woman, you know? Julie started watching this show. And then uh, in between lockdowns, where there was like a short period of time where you could come to comedy shows, she came to my show in Berlin. And she liked it, I hope. You know, she laughed. And then, uh, recently, she came to Berlin with a friend of hers. I'm not going to say so much. And, uh, and uh, we, we met up. It was, it was really nice. We had a huge orgy. It was, no, we didn't. We didn't. We, I wanted to, but they were like, no, we only have 30 seconds to be here, really. So, yeah, uh, I came. Anyway, so uh, that was great. It was, it was great. How am I doing, she asked. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. I guess... Um, I guess uh, I just I just finished this project that I'm doing, uh, and uh, and I kind of I'm finished, you know. Maybe there's gonna be last little things and stuff like that, but I feel like a weight has been lifted over like from me, and uh, and that's nice. I enjoyed that. I uh, I feel like I I'm, I'm walking into a, a new period, you know. I've been working on this project. If you're a freelancer. You know what I'm talking about. You do a project for a long time, and then you finish it, or you you know you kind of finished most of what you needed to do. I've been working with this on a year or something, and now I feel like, damn, like it's a huge weight lifted off. I was talking with my wife about this. That you're like, uh, you know, you get a project, and you're happy that you have a project, and it takes a lot out of you, and you get all sorts of ups and downs and all arounds. And sometimes you hate it, and sometimes you love it, and sometimes all sorts of shit. And then, you know, it goes away, and you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but then you're happy that it went away, and you're, you know, and you're like a month and two months, you're like, cool. And then you're like, I need to do something. I need to do something. I'm restless. I'm restless. I don't know why I'm restless, maybe. Maybe it's the ADHD, maybe not. Actually, now I feel, I feel all right. I feel all right. But I, I, I noticed this. I, know, I noticed this. Uh, I have this sort of restlessness. You get that? You get that? Some people say, you know, some people's theory is life is boring. And that's why, you know, you get restless because life is boring. I don't know if that's true. I mean, life is pretty amazing as it is. You know what I mean? But if it was completely untrue, then I wouldn't be watching Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be on the PlayStation. That's it's it's weird, man. So I don't really know if is life boring or are we just restless on the inside? And I'm pretty sure I'm restless. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm restless. I had this conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. It was like uh, trying to realize why I'm restless. And there's a part of me that's always striving to authenticity and moving forward. And, uh, you know, making myself better and making my relationship better and blah, 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 blah. And this other side of me just wants to just, just relax, man. Valamagulis, man. All men must die. You don't have to do shit. Just relax. Just calm down. Just live life. And I live somewhere in between those two things. One part of me is like, namaste, valamagulis, And the other side is me like, <laughs> Live streams every day, two weeks, <laughs> twice a week. I don't know where that comes from, but it does. It comes from somewhere. Uh, where'd you guys go? Did you guys go? 
writing some comments. I don't know. You know I, I can't see like who's watching all of a sudden. That's weird. Anyway, so uh, what else? What else? I'm probably going to fly to Israel. Yay! Ori's going away from us. Woo! Yeah, man. It's uh, I've been thinking about this for a while, flying to Israel. It's it's a problem, like flying anywhere. First off, in order to, I, I you know, I don't know if you remember, but I had a, a back operation. My back is way, way better right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Love it. My contributions just increased from five to seven. Good luck. Thank you. Why? What was that referring to, Adomas? I don't know. I don't know which, which part uh, of the thing that I said you liked. I can elaborate on it uh, if people give me more money for it. By the way, if you've been watching this show, I'm also on Patreon. Patreon. There's a link on on the thing, and you can go to uh, Patreon.com and look for my comedy cult and contribute something. I like Adomas's and like Julia's. It's pretty cool. Anyway, so uh, I'm flying to Israel. So I've, I had this back operation back in October. My, my back is much, much better. But still, you know, it's like I have to take care of it. I have to. So it's a whole ordeal. First off, I got to fly, right? But there's no flights from Berlin to Israel. You know, you got to go to Frankfurt. So I have to go to Frankfurt. So there's a flight to Frankfurt, apparently. So you got to take a flight to Frankfurt and then go to Frankfurt. It's fucking 500 euros to go, you know, back and forth to Israel and back to Frankfurt at some point. And... Uh, and uh, Adomas is saying, I was referring to you. Well, thank you. If it's just me and my natural ability to be... <laughs> That's cool. Anyway, so I'm going to uh, 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 Israel. Mirav asked if I'm going to vaccinate. Yeah, I'm not going to vaccinate. I'm going to see my family. I haven't seen my mom. My mom is 80 years old. I haven't seen her. And she's like up and at him. Like, my mom's cool. She walks in the beach. She does all sorts of stuff. But I haven't seen her in a year, man. Have you been home the last year? I haven't seen my family in a year. Now, there's good side to that, and there's a bad side to that, right? The bad side of it is, the good side of it is, I haven't seen my family in a year. <laughs> and the bad side of it is, I haven't seen my family in a year. That's You see, it's the same thing. I don't know. You get that? On one hand, you miss your family. You want to be close to your family. You enjoy when you're with your family. And the other side of you is like, I just want to be all by myself. I don't care about anything. I just want to be me. And I don't want these old construct of family time, you know. But on the other hand, I do. I miss. I miss my family. So I have to, I need to go. And now that I finish this deadline, right, then I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, uh, <laughs> Julie is writing, so I'm gone for two weeks and Adomas is your number one now. Well, look. Adomas just raised his Patreon from five to seven. I don't know if you really did that. If you didn't do that, you're still my favorite. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, I mean, I love you all equally. You're all my, you know, you, my, 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 I am, I am your unwanted parent. You're all my children that I want, but you, none of you want me to adopt you. And therefore you are all my, my, you know, we're all a family. So I love all of you equally. I just said we had an orgy. What are you talking about? Anyway, so don't be jealous. Don't be je I love you all equally. Everybody who wa actually watches this show on a regular basis is just my favorite person. You know? It's like I'm spending more time with you than I do with my actual family, if you think about it. So I'm going to Israel. <laughs> I'm going to Israel. Adumas is saying I speak only truth. I appreciate that. Is that your whole life you speak truth? Oh, that's a good topic. I'll talk to you. Have you, have you heard about brutal honesty? 
I'll get back to you on that. Anyway, so I got to go to Israel. So here's the thing. I, I, I'm flying to Israel. And, I'm, and, and so I have to fly four hours, which is not great for my bag. But if I stand in between and, you know, and I can stand the fucking Israelis on the plane. The problem with Israel is it's full of Israelis. So, you know. So I go, I go to, I have to, and then I go to Israel. Now, you can't get vaccinated in the airport. And also, if you get a negative corona test in Germany, in Israel, they don't trust it for some reason. I don't know what the fuck the problem is with other people's countries. It's like, yeah, we don't trust you. You came from Germany? Germany is, is more uptight than Israel. I don't know why Israel is like, now we aren't our own corona tests. It's, it's so weird. It's what is this? Now you come from another? No, we don't. No, it's only our cool. So I have to go to quarantine for 10 days. Now, apparently you have to go to like for, for 14 days. But if you, go, uh, if you go do a negative corona test on day nine for some reason, then you're free to roam the streets of Israel. Now. I have to stay 10 days at my old room in my mom's apartment in Israel. I will repeat that. No, I won't. But you understand, right? I, I, that's my teenage room. That's me being a teenager. Now, the, the Israeli police are coming over to your house twice a day, you know, to, 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 to see if you have any weed. And also, so they can have some. As, and also to check if you're actually there. Because unlike Germany, where they just trust people, you know, oh, here, go on the ride, and maybe we'll check if you have a ticket, maybe you won't. Israel, they don't trust the citizens at all. And by the way, that's, it's, I can't blame them, you know, where Israelis are, are sneaky fellows. <laughs> so you have to go and be in the house for 10 days. Now, I love my mom, but 10 days straight with my mom uh, in the same house, that might be challenging. You know what I mean? It's not because we don't love each other. We do. When we like each other, we do. But, you know, there's a big age difference, you know? And what interests her does not necessarily interest me. And uh, I think we can get on each other's nerves in 10 days. So that's insane. And also, my mom loves to feed me a lot. And I've lost around 10 kilos or 9 kilos. And I want to keep it that way. But my mom buys a lot of good shit. And when you go to Israel, they got great hummus. They got great fucking everything. They got great food. I don't understand how Germans survived with, with the food that they have. You know, in Berlin, you have all these, like, other nations coming here. And also, in the three years that I've been here, the food has gotten slowly better. So more people opened restaurants. But I don't understand. Like, the, the, the German culinary world is not really a world. It's more like a culinary street. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I don't understand how Hitler was so against foreigners or the AFD is against foreigners. If you don't have any foreigners, all you're eating is grilled meat, you pieces of shit. Anyway, so uh, great food in Israel. And then only after 10, nine days, I can go get uh, a test. So Israel says, oh, this is a real test as opposed to the German test. We don't trust. Well, maybe there's a reason Israelis don't trust Germans. Anyway, so then I can go out now. Merav asked about the vaccine. In Israel, they give vaccines like hotcakes. They're like, here you go, vaccines for everybody. I'm not in that accent. It's more vaccines for everybody. Allah, where is the vaccine? Here you go, vaccine. So, Vaxoff vaccine. Ah, 80s reference. Anyway, so then I can go and get the vaccine, which they give away really easily. They're like, come on, come in, come in, come in. But then three more weeks. So now I'm committed to staying in Israel for 10 days during quarantine, and then 21 days. So that's 31 days. And then 
I have I come back to Frankfurt and I take a flight to Berlin and then I have to stay in Berlin for another five days because they don't tr have uh, trust the vaccine from Israel, even though it's the same vaccine everybody's getting around the world. But they're just like, we don't know. We don't know what you did. But I have a thing. It says I, I took the vaccine. Uh, it's in Hebrew. We don't understand what it says. So that is an or fucking deal. But I haven't seen my family in a year. And also there's all sorts of memorials. My best friend that died, my father that died, you know, Jesus is coming back to life. Nobody knows what's going on in this month. So it's going to be an insane month is what I'm saying. Uh, Julie, haha, I'm just kidding. There's enough love for him and me. That's true. That's true. You and him and also Eunice and everybody who's watching. I'm open, baby. I'm an open relationship kind of streamer, man. That's what I am. Uh, oh, teenage room. Are there? Julie is saying, are there still rock star posters on the wall? First off, there were never rock star po posters on the wall. I think Julie, you still have rock star posters on the wall. Uh, is there rocks? I don't even know. No, I had I had some posters of Bjork. I used to love Bjork. I used to really be into Bjork, uh, and I had all sorts of stuff. But no, it's just an empty, sad room of a. Of, you know, it just reminds me of a time when when I had hair, you know. I had I was I was really into into Bjork until she went like rogue into. I respect that. By the way, did you know that she lives in Berlin? Ah, I have an Icelandic friend who lived next to her, and he told me that she lives in Berlin. Maybe she's watching this right now. Hello, Bjork. I am your biggest fan. I got Bjork stories, baby. You want me to tell some Bjork stories? I'll tell you some Bjork stories. First off. When I was a kid, I mentioned this before, my best friend, who was a great guy, uh, he died when, uh, when I was 14, and he, he was uh, almost 15, and he died in a car accident, uh, and then I was depressed, because that's what you do when you're 14 and uh, your friend dies, what can you do? So uh, I was depressed, and the, I, I, you know, I listened to all sorts of music. But Bjork music really uplifted me, and I don't even know why. And there's this one song of Bjork. It's called Hyper Ballad. And I remember my dog that I used to have back then, which never, when every, every time I put on music, he never listened. But then I put that song on, and he looked at the speaker, and he was like, ooh. And I was like, oh, that's nice. My dog's connecting to my emotional feelings. Anyway, so uh, I, I really loved her, and I even wrote her a letter, and I went to a show that she did in Israel. And as she said, she had a collection of teddy bears. So I took like a shitty teddy bear and I put the letter I wanted to, to, to write her in there the way she uplifted me and all sorts of stuff. And I used to be a kid that dealt with mysticism and all sorts of shit. And I wrote her, oh, I know you're into that. And they, come on, call me. Come on, Bjork. And then I put the, the letter on the teddy bear and I threw it on the stage. Now, she looked at that thing terrified. Because if you're an international singer and somebody's throwing something on the stage, you're not going to be like, oh, a present. You're just going to be like, oh, anthrax, right? But uh, here's the kicker to the story. While she was singing, this is the, a huge auditorium. I think it was like, I don't know, 5,000 people. I don't know. Uh, and and uh, maybe, I don't know. And then she sang the song. I don't know if you know the Bjork songs. But she sang the song, uh, It's All So Quiet. And there's a part of the song where everybody's singing along, right? So she goes, it's all so quiet. Da, 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 da. Shh. And after the shh, everything is quiet. And every, oh, the whole auditorium, I don't know how many thousands of people, 
went quiet, and I was the only voice, and I, and I shouted, pick up the teddy bear, and the whole room laughed. And then I decided to become a stand-up comedian. <laughs> no, that wasn't. But it was pretty good. It was a good, you know, I didn't mean it as a joke, but, you know, I'm, uh, that's the way I am. That's the way it's, it's, it's Israelis. Israelis go, you know, where we're we unwanted and then uh, try to kill us. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was an interesting time. Uh, and Julie is saying, yes, you are right. I have some rock star posters on the wall. I know Julie. I know. I met Julie. She's got tattoos. Of of uh, of heavy metal, you know, it's always nice to to meet adults that have uh, rock and roll music tattoos. You know what I mean? It's like it's like they've committed. You know, they knew it was dumb when they were teenagers, but they stuck to it, and now they're adults, and it's dumb now. But because they're still doing it, it's not supposed to be dumb. <laughs> it's like I have committed to this, and it is not dumb because I have decided that I'm going for it, which is nice. That's nice. People with tattoos, that's that's nice. I don't have any tattoos. Anybody have any tattoos other than Julie? I've got I I, I had I thought of, of making tat doing tattoos. I think on some level, because you know, I grew up in Israel and my mom is Polish and she has this kind of, you know, you kind of tend to think about the future too much. And and therefore I didn't I didn't do a Jim Morrison tattoo on my ass. Because uh, honestly, it would be embarrassing. If I got a Bjork tattoo on my ass, right? Like, all right, that's cool when you're 16 or whatever, right? And then I'm 41, you know? Imagine, like, me and my wife having sex for the first time. She looks at my ass and going, like, why, why do you got a Bjork tattoo on your ass? I'm like, uh, it's, uh, it's really uplifting me when I was a teenager. Oh, oh, cool. Why is she on your ass? This is fuck. <laughs> It's weird. I don't know. I I don't. I personally, I don't have any tattoos. I don't have anything against tattoos. It's just, it's just to stay for so long. And people tend to get them when they're in an age where they don't know anything about the future. You know, when you're a teenager. Let's talk about being a teenager, man. I just saw this teenager on the street. He had hair down to here, like I had when I was a teenager. And he had an angry look. You know, like, you know the teenager look? And I realized something. The teenager look is a combination of not knowing anything about the world, thinking you know something about the world, and also viewing at it very critically from a perspective of, this seems like shit to me. Which it is, but you don't know the extent of the shit, and also you don't know the powerlessness that you have towards the immoral world. And also, you don't know that you're already taking part in the immoral world because your parents have built the life around you and you grow up as if you're not attached to anything and you have a criticism over the world. And then, you know, you slow, you, you go out fighting and then, you know, you're, 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 you're uh, surrounded by the world, by bigger lions than you. And you suddenly realize, wait a minute. <laughs> If I want to survive, I need a strategy. <laughs> I'm not going to just survive because my parents told me that I looked good and I should get a tattoo on my ass. Nope. You got to you gotta fucking, you know. It's so weird, right? You're a teenager. I think it's a, it's a, it's a combination of, of fear. So you pretend to know everything about the world better than your parents. 
because you're afraid of the world, and also you're in rebellion, you're like, open rebellion, like Robert Baratheon. Ah, uh, Game of Thrones reference. Uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> can't be a geek with, uh, with uh, just calling it Game of Thrones. <laughs> it is just one throne. Anyway, a better name. Um, yeah, so that, I would say that's a teenager. Then you have all these feelings and emotions. I'm going to put it on my wall. <laughs> so stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna take mainstream uh, you know artists that make millions of dollars and I'm gonna cut it out from a newspaper or print it out from the internet from a website that makes millions of dollars and uh, I'm gonna put it in my wall. Uh, fuck you, man, dad. It's on my wall now. <laughs> so weird, man. What we think is a rebellion. Just your parents are just. I'm now more in the age of a parent than I, I would be in the age of a teenager, I think. I mean, not maybe a teenager's parent, but I'd say I have friends who have kids who are like eight, you know? So I'm imagining like eight years from now when they're when, when it's like teenager time, when you're a parent and you look at that phenomenon and you're like, oh, that's not good. This kid will not survive. <laughs> you know, that's what that is. And then... You know, I don't know. I went to the army, so the army is a whole different thing. Like, I mean, you go to the. This is why Israelis are so like, ooh, schmoogie, schmoogie. We went to the army. We've seen some shit. Not necessarily warrior shit, by the way. We just we saw the system up close. We saw the bureaucracy up close. Uh, we've gotten orders from people that have no job, no, no, no real, you know, no real intelligence or or place to give you orders, but you still have to obey them. So you're like, you understand that shit's fucked up. Really young, so. You know, and other people who live in Australia or whatever you come from, you know, you've never had to go to the fucking army and you just go to college and I don't know what oh, am I gonna have a threesome? What if I don't have a threesome in college? I'm gonna do an experiment. Da, 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 da. You have a great fucking time and you think you're fucking oh, what are we gonna do if I don't get a thing? It's fuck you. Anyway, so so and then you have that, and it's just like a lot of pressure. And then you gotta try to understand the world when you're 20. You're like, what could I do? How can I fit in? There's no more, after you leave college, there's no more thing. There's no more structure. What can I do? I have to go to the club and I have to meet people. I have to pretend like a nice time in the club, but it's really not nice. So I'm gonna do some drugs. Ah, where does this drug come from? I don't know. Let's fuck around with my brain <laughs> because I don't wanna face reality. And that goes on for a while. And then, uh, oh, Eunice is here. Look at that. Uh, Eunice is saying, there were no website when you were young. Yes, that's true. I was trying to be modern. I was trying to, to relate to an audience that will watch it that is now in this age of printing things from websites. But you don't have to tell me that I'm old, Eunice. I know. There were no websites. The website, I think I talked about this, that the only website, the, one of the first pictures I masturbated to took around, I guess, 40 minutes just to get it. You know, it just went down, down, down. It was an animated GIF. It went down, down, down. And there was the start of the boobs. So you can start to masturbate from the nipple. When it gets to the nipple, you're like, ah, nipple, start to masturbate. And then 40 minutes later, this is why I last long in bed, by the way. I've, uh, I've mastered the art. Of waiting for the pussy. Um, so, uh, yeah, what else? Uh, yeah, man, that's the 20s. You wanted me to go through the whole thing? Uh, Julie's saying, what about a code or something that looks like a, micro, a microchip as a tattoo? 
Yeah, but what would be the point of that code? You know what I mean? Or a microchip. What would be the point of that? If I get a if I get a microchip, even if I get a code, somebody asks me, what's this code? I have to invent what the code is now. I will always probably tell the truth. I'll just be like, I was an idiot and I got these weird numbers because I thought I was cool. Or or whatever, you know, or it's a microchip from a fucking uh, what Hitchcock movie? What what are we going for here? Uh, Eunice saying, "Sorry, just wanted to make sure that I am the only digital native here." How old are you, Eunice? Digital native. Ah, uh, man. Digital. Anyway, yeah, man. It was it was better to live without internet. I gotta say, other than the fact that I couldn't do the live stream, which is it's amazing. This this shit, by the way, is amazing. We, like my my nephews, they grow up. My nephew, when he was like 12, he's now, uh, he, he works as an actor, by the way. He's not 18 yet. He's, he works as an actor. And he was doing videos for his, like, class in, 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 in junior high, editing on his, on his app and showing to me. When he was fucking, fucking, fucking 14 years old, 13, I was, like, so jealous, man. Because when I was, you know, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, I had all these ideas and I was all full of energy to do them. And I had no outlet, really. Like, I, I only I went to perform on stage, by the way, when I was a kid. That's a whole other story I could tell you if you want. But um, I didn't have that, man. If I did have that, I would fucking do sketches all over the place. So it's fucking amazing that people today just get to have this platform where you can just yappity yappity yap. I'm using it in my own way. And, you know, I've gotten older and less inclined to do sketches. So what I do is just talk because that's what I do. When you're older, you sit and talk. That's, by the way, that's the pastime when you're older. When you get older, you're like, hey, you want to come over and sit? Fantastic. Are we going to sit? Yeah, it's fantastic. You want to come over and stand? Should we? I don't know. Can we walk? Yeah, all right. If we walk and then we sit, that's good. With standing around, I don't know so much. When you're a teenager, a lot you love standing around. Teenager is standing around time. You want to go to the park, stand around? Cool. You want to go over there, stand around? Fantastic. Why? Because you always have to stand up in case your parents are coming and then you have to run, right? If you sit... Whoever is coming, whoever called the police on you, you have to get up and run. That's a whole procedure. But if you stand around, that's fantastic. As an adult, you really just want to sit. First off, nobody's arresting you. Second of all, you know, you want to know that you have some security. You know, you want to eat, you want to sit. Hey, what are we going to do? We're going to eat, we're going to sit. You know, are we going to play? We do play board games. That's something that comes back when you're 40, I guess. But, yeah, that's, I would say, the main difference. Uh, Adomas is saying... I have a tattoo and I went to get a code tattoo. I have a project in mind waiting in line. Oh, well, why don't you go get it? Why don't you tell us all what your code is so we can crack that mysterious code you're going to tattoo on your penis? Uh, <laughs> let's see what Eunice is saying. 29, and after everyone's question that I made this DNA test I told you about. Oh, yeah, we talked about uh, a DNA test where I said DNA tests uh, are for white people to try and not be guilty anymore because they want to find that they're semi either black or something in their DNA so they can, you know, claim to be non-racist. Uh, just to make sure that noon will none will question my age again and to send some stupid Nazis to jail. But that's a story for another. Eunice, you've got stories you're not telling me. You're sending Nazis to jail? Also, you told me some, someone, uh, someone uh, 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 like uh, broke into your iPhone. You got some interesting stories there, Eunice. DNA testing. Fucking, well, you got to tell us your story, man. It's interesting. 
Anyway, where, where was I? I got sidetracked by all this. Uh, yeah, man. 20s. I, I think I got to the 20s. Yeah. I think when you get to like 25, 26-ish, I don't know if it's a number thing, but, you know, towards 28, you kind of get the sense that this is all bullshit. You know, you've been on dates, you went to the clubs. It's not that it's not nice, but it's just, it's getting old. You're like, come on, come on. Unless you live in Germany and then you get, you know, you have these party weekends. Not right now because it's Corona, but party weekends when you know exactly what drugs you're taking and what time you're taking them. And then, you know, you have a life, party lifestyle. I think if you get into the party lifestyle, you really don't want to invest in a career you just want a job, which, by the way, this is a very German thing. I think it's probably also Australian. All the, all the like best white places where you never had a worry in the world, and you have like a great social, you know, fucking infrastructure. You're you're not worried. Then you know, you guys, yeah, we just have a job. I'm just gonna work at the bookstore, and then I'm gonna get fifty tattoos, and then I'm gonna go to the party, and I'm gonna take drugs so I can party for three days. And then when there's holiday, I'm going to go to this village that's not expensive. And I'm going to be the week there. And my boss can suck my dick because it's under contract. But your boss doesn't care either because he is in the same vacation. That's what happens in Germany. But in Israel, that's not what happens. Everybody's fucking stressed over their career. Everybody wants to get a thing done. So, you know, you get older quicker, I guess. It's the same thing in America. America, you get like... Went to college, experimented, and now I have to return my student loans. Oh, my God, student loans. The worst fucking drug, student loans. Oh, my God, my student loans, 200 fucking thousand dollars. In Israel, we have, uh, you know, you, you can pay. But we're just anxious because, you know, for centuries, people have been trying to kill us. <laughs> it's not as bad as student loans, but you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm guessing if you live the German lifestyle... Then you're fine. You're like, you know, 35, you're starting to think, maybe I should uh, meet somebody. And then 40, you have a family, and it's all fantastic, you know? Uh, other countries, around 28, you start to understand it's all bullshit. And you want to settle down. I don't know if it's settle down. I don't like the word settle down. But it's not exactly settle down. It's, it's settle down as in let's sit, you know? But it's, it's settle down. It, it, it's get, it gets a bad rap, settle down. It's not about settle down. It's about chilling out. It's about I want to I want to create. If you're a smart person, right? I want to create a life that I'll enjoy doing, where I can go to excursions sometimes. Sometimes I can go to the to the bar and to the fucking uh, you know dance for three nights and fucking do drugs all over. Sometimes I want to meet friends. Sometimes I want to walk in the middle of the night. Blah blah blah. And then if you're you know not so smart, you're like I want to just get one wife. I want to have three kids as quickly as possible. I want to focus on my career. And then you're stuck answering your boss's email at 8 p.m., having three seconds with your children screaming at you and, and your spouse thinking that you're really not in this very much. And then you die. <laughs> that's fantastic. Anyway, so that's around 28. You start getting these notions of this is all bullshit, man. I can't just I can't do this anymore. You know? And if you're in Germany, that's around 35, 38. Man, I can't do this anymore. I got to settle down. And then 30s, man. 30s. I'm telling you from my perspective, right? I'm, this is what, what, I, what I see people going through. But again, if you're from white, fantastic countries, then you have to take a few years between. This is more Israeli. So 30s, people try to get serious. Because they're 30. It'd be 30th birthday. Oh, my God. I'm such an adult. 
I'm 30. Uh, I got to do things now because I'm 30. And then everybody gets stressed out and they try to build a life. I'm going to build a life. <laughs> I'm going to build a life for myself. Yeah. And 30s are, are that, like trying to mitigate building a life and still having fun. 40s, by the way, is where I am right now. Fantastic. You know, I'm liking my life. I got a wife. I like my wife. I love my wife. That's pretty good. If you love your wife, you love your spouse. Pretty good. Aim for that. Doing stuff that I like to do. You know, I'm not like an international superstar. Millions of people are not watching this yet, but I'm doing the stuff I want to do. I'm a writer. I do a live streams. I get to go perform stand-up comedy when there's no quarantine. You know, and it, it's nice. It's a nice life. And this is where I, I circle back to the point of restlessness. And then, you know, one side of me, and I think 80% of me is like, I'm liking this. I'm enjoying the journey. If something good comes out of it every time, every second, every minute, fantastic. If I get to do an experience, fantastic. If I get more famous, less famous, fantastic. If I get some more money, fantastic. If I become Italian slowly with my accent, fantastico. It's all fantastico. And uh, the other part of me is restless. Like, I still want to live all my childhood dreams and get to the places I want to get. Which, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, it's, uh, there's something about um, focusing on your life, you know, on the life that you do have, and getting the most detail out of it, you know? Living in this moment and being a part of whatever is going on here to the maximum effect that you can will probably first off you'll have a better time i think you know i have a better time when i do that and the second thing is it'll probably help you achieve your potential within the moment and therefore any potential that you could have gotten or you will get from the outside world will be reflected by the fact that you're connected to what's happening now. I'm not saying don't plan ahead. I'm just saying that is my counter to my own restlessness. So my restlessness is like, we got to do this, we got to do that. And, the, and my experience side is saying, well, that's just not done. You know, we don't want to be like Instagram model. You know, you want to be something deep. You want to go somewhere. So just go somewhere. And if that somewhere takes you to where you want to go, that's fantastic. And if you don't get there, well, at least you did something that you appreciated and you enjoy. That's my answer to my restlessness. And I think my restlessness is always like, if, if 20% if is like it's nudging on me, come on, we got to do more, we got to get more, we got to get perfect, we got to get a perfect life. And then when I calm down, I, I manage to push it around to 12. Maybe I can do less of it. I don't know. I would, I would rather enjoy the now then focus on the things that I haven't gotten yet. And I would rather bring my focus to enjoying what I have than to thinking about and commiserating about what I don't have and how I get what I don't have, you know? But sometimes I do things that connect, you know? I do something that I feel is valuable and I'm connected to it and I feel like I should bring it out to the world and then maybe someone will respond to that. Someone like Adomas that will raise his Patreon of uh, uh, support to me from five to seven. Suddenly, I don't know why, 
maybe I did something. Maybe I'm getting better. Maybe I'm getting worse, but something's happening. And the people like Julie and Eunice and all sorts of people that are watching the show, they will enjoy the show. So something's happening, you know, and it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. <sighs> but it's hard, man. It's hard to let go of that. All right. I've been ignoring what you guys have been writing. Uh, 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 uh. Adomas is writing, waiting line at the, at the artist that I trust in two years. Wow. That's a thing, huh? People who... You've got a specific tattoo artist that you trust. And you, did, you, did you get a tattoo with him? Because, look, it, it, it can't... In two years, he's got a waiting list for two years, man. I mean, there's so many tattoo artists out there. And there's, and there's so many tattoo artists other people trust. The fact that you don't trust them, maybe you can get it shortened down by going to a tattoo artist that somebody else trusts, you know? And also... Maybe your tattoo artist in two years, you're going to look at the tattoo you're about to do and you go, ah, it was shit. And then you're not going to get the tattoo, man. You know, you do what you want, but it's weird, man. Waiting two years for a tattoo artist. That sounds like waiting a year for a, for a, you know, for a, for a, a medium, like a famous medium. How would you pay that tattoo artist, man? Merav uh, is saying, podcast from us from your teenage room in Israel. Yeah, I'm planning to do that. Well, here's my plan, right? Here's my, here's my how to survive nine days in quarantine in Israel plan. So my back hurts a bit. So uh, my plan is this, right? I am going to uh, do an open door uh, regime to bring Corona to me, really. So I'm going to write all my good friends in Israel and I'm going to tell them, listen, I'm nine days in my mom's house. She's got a big balcony. You can all come and we will hang out. You know, I'm bringing myself, you bring yourself. Now, no one will probably come. Uh, no, some people will come, I think. You know, people who are my friends, uh, they will come. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be a lot of people, but it's going to be nice. They'll come from time to time. Others will have excuses and have children and all sorts of shit. But some of them will come down and we will hang out. And they'll be like, oh, it's so great to see you, Ori. And then 10 days later, I'm out of quarantine. I'm like, can I come over to you? And like, well, we already saw you. So anyway, so. I'm going to do that, and and I'm going to do a daily podcast like I did uh, back in uh, uh, a year ago when I did this show daily. So I'm going to do a daily nine-day quarantine podcast a live stream uh, on, on my wall, and it's going to be also on Going Crazy on Spotify. By the way, if you are not following me on Spotify, please do. I already have 127 listens. I'm really fucking excited about this man people are listening to this you know i got i got uh, i got a few people you know they're taking a shit they're they're masturbating and they need something in the background to, to mask their masturbation they're they're driving in the car before they kill themselves and they're listening to my podcast that's that's pretty awesome i, I didn't know if one person would listen to it it's pretty awesome anyway so even i listen to it from time to time just to see how bad i am so uh yeah i'm gonna do that that's that's my plan uh, Adomas is saying, my wife was a tattoo artist. She made some tattoos. Yes, there's a lot of tattoo artists. All right, all right. So why doesn't your wife do the tattoo for you? Are you uh, afraid that she will take revenge on all the times that you, uh, you know? Wait a minute. If your wife is a tattoo artist, if you go to another tattoo artist, is that technically cheating? Are you like, 
And she's like, you come back, and she's like, what is that on your shoulder? Nothing, nothing. You're going to have to take the shirt off eventually. We're going to have sex. Nah, it's all right. And she's going to see the tattoo. She's going to go, you went to another tattoo artist? No, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's cancer. It's not, it's not cancer that looks exactly like a heavy metal band cover album. Yeah, yeah, you know, doctor said it's rare, but it's, it's, uh, it's uh, Metallica cancer. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, all right. Anyway, yeah, going to Israel. It's always weird to to go to Israel, man. I have uh, mixed emotions about Israel. Like, first off, the whole election thing is around, and uh, and uh, you know, is Bibi gonna be president or not? By the way, if you if you listen to, uh, I did the one of the one of the podcasts that I did was about the Israeli elections. If you haven't heard it, you can go to the Going Crazy on Spotify and check it out. But um, so what happened was Bibi, which is the right wing uh, guy, he did not win, but he also did not lose. So right now they're they're head to head, like there there's a, there's a tie. So believe it or not, here's the fucking amazing thing that's happening right now. There's two optional parties that might help the left or mar- might help the the right. There's a party from the right that might help the left, and uh, it's boring. But there is an Arab party, uh, Arab Muslim party, that uh, that did their own thing this year, and they have like four votes, four mandates. So they, if they join either the right or the left, that party will be the government. So if so, essentially. They're in such a position of power right now, it's unbelievable. And there is a possibility that they will not sit with the right because the right has this this year is uh, packed with all sorts of uh, religious extremists. And uh, and it may be that, and they're saying they're not going to sit with Arab Muslims, and the left might be inclined to do so. So it might be a possibility that Bibi will win. But anyway, I'm coming in in this post-election thing and here's what so there's a lot of stress in israel generally i don't like the stress as i said before the whole the career and the thing and then also there's like constant tension because every you know survival and all sorts of shit like that and now it's corona on top of it even though i have heard that everything is open in israel right now you can go to the beach you can go to the there's restaurants you can sit outside it's like there's fantastic things right now going on there yeah so but that's right now but generally i'm saying my attitude towards israel is it stressed? It's problematic. It's too hot all the time. Everything's too fucking hot. And you know, this today the sun came out in Berlin. But the sun in Berlin is amazing. If you go like summer in Berlin, you have a month where you're like, all right, it's it's maybe 30 degrees, but that's fine. In Israel, it's 30 degrees, eight, eight more than 30 degrees, eight months in a year, even more, nine months in a year. So it's 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 pretty. It's it's pretty hectic, and and uh, and then if I stay at my mother's house for a month, this is a lot, man. I love my mother, but have you, can you stay with your mother for one month? That's insane, man. That's will drive you crazy, because your mother has a picture of who you are for real, and you don't want who you are for real staring you in the face. You want the fake you that you've created for other people that you can live with to be transmitted back to you. And with your mother, she has seen you. With your Bjork tattoo on your ass when you were a baby and she changed your diaper, you know? 
So it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. But hey, I'm gonna do the the podcast from Israel. Maybe I'll even have on people from Israel on the same computer. That'll be interesting. Yeah, man. Fucking a. And Merav is asking, where do your parents live in Israel? Uh, Kfar Saba. It's a small town around 30 minutes from Tel Aviv by car. Uh, my dad is dead, so he doesn't live there anymore. Uh, he lives in uh, wherever the afterlife is. Uh, I don't know. I'm sending him letters, not getting them back. Um, and my my mom's living in Fasaba. Uh, yeah, Fasaba is a nice place, I guess. I'm just I'm just gonna eat a lot. I know I'm gonna eat a lot, man. I'm trying to fucking. I got I got six more kilos to lose. I think I think I, I've lost another kilo. I have six more kilos to lose. I go to Israel, man. The amount of hummus I'm gonna eat. Man, so good. So much good food in Israel, man. It's just fucking. Gonna get fat. Gonna get fat. Going to Israel and I'm gonna get fat, baby. That's what I'm gonna do. Anyway, that's probably my plan. Sorry, I had something in my mouth. It's a hair, if you want to know. Just gave conolingus to a llama. Anyway, so... Uh, guys, on this Wednesday, I have a show. It's called Crazy Stories. It's a show where I uh, bring on a friend, and they tell crazy stories from their life and their perspective, and I make fun of it. And then I share some stories of my own, and we make fun of that. This Wednesday, I have Mr. Dane Brasher. He's Australian. We just had a fucking trip together. Oh, okay, I'll tell you this. For We'll end on this. I don't know if you've ever taken, uh, you know, drugs. If you've ever taken any mind-altering substances, uh, but I have, uh, I've, I've, I've started taking like I've, I never wanted to take, you know, uh, a trip, and uh, and uh, but all my comedians friends are always doing it, so I'm like, well, it can't be that bad. I mean, they're all just completely fucked up, and, and their life is in shambles. So I should try it. So um, I did like an eighth a while ago. And it gave me like, it was just nice. It was a good time, two hours of nice time. I didn't really feel a lot. Then I did another eighth. It was also nice. And then the other night I did a quarter and man, I was out for 10 hours. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, it was a day trip drug and they fucked me. No, it was, I was on a trip, man. And we, and, and I came there by car of a friend, but I, I didn't know I was gonna I was gonna take a trip. I took a trip on accident. Like I thought it was just will be mild like before and it'll be over a few hours and then I can drive, but <laughs> and I couldn't drive home. So I had to leave the car there and we walked and this was in Malzan. We walked for like two hours in the cold at night. It was actually fantastic. And we walked through the streets, and I went through all these things, man. I went like my 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 fucking it, it goes up and down into your psyche and out. I shared with him my bombing story in Sinai, and and I realized how much of a trauma that still is for me. I I, I you know we talked about relationships, we talked about everything, and then we're just walking in the cold, and then suddenly in the middle of Marzan, I see a windmill, windmill. Like a huge windmill, and I'm looking at it, and then my paranoid side is like, is this like a military satellite that's just here? And my friend is like, no, it's just a windmill because all this area used to be villages. And I'm like, wow. And then we we look around, and I realize, yeah, 
Berlin is just, you know, a few villages that were put together. And some of these villages are still fucking here. And I realized I don't even know this city at all, man. I got I to gotta check it out. I got to drive within it. I got to understand where I live. Uh, of course, I didn't. But, uh, but uh, you know, but, but my friends left us the car. So we were planning to go here and there. Um, man, it was, it, was, it was interesting. It was interesting. And this guy's been doing it for a while. So he was uh, he was my guide on this thing, and uh, and uh, you know and and uh, I ended up in his house at seven in the morning, him playing the guitar, and I had to go walk the dog and stuff. It was it was insane, man. It was insane. I didn't have hallucinations. I wanted to have hallucinations, you know. I wanted to see like uh, you know Woody Allen going, "I did it, I did it, Ori. Tell everyone." No. I wanted to uh, I wanted to have some hallucinations, but it wasn't hallucination. It was more like feeling like I'm floating around for like 10 hours and, and all sorts of weird stuff coming up and like having no control, but there's like this healing thing happening like this this felt like a, a spiritual and emotional washing machine in a way, you know It was fantastic. and it fucked up my sleep cycle completely because I didn't go to sleep until 12. <laughs> I had to. Because I had to go get the car after that. So I had to wait until around 10.30-ish where I was sane again. And uh, I had this whole plan that I'll come home. I had this great idea that me and Ilao were going to go eat bagels and go get the car together. But she had to prepare because she works in the Gorky now. And she had the theater thing. So she had to prepare. And she needed the car. So I needed to wake up. And so I went went got the car, came back, slept three hours, went to physical therapy. Etc. Etc. So my whole sleep cycle is now fucked. But it was amazing. I'm gonna get a tattoo of that, of that windmill. You know, just like uh, put it on my ass. Windmill on my ass. And then every time I fart, it'll just go, which is the sound a windmill makes when you fart at it. I don't know if you know. <sighs> Let's breathe. Been meditating recently. Transcendental meditation, I recommend it. It's pretty good. Makes me sane. Uh, if you haven't done transcendental meditation, do it. Why not? Why not do it? Or get a tattoo that says transcendental meditation. That will not help at all. But you will scream while getting a tattoo, and that kind of releases energies that you need to get out there. All right, guys. I think it's it. That's it. Unless you want to write me some comments that I'll riff on. I think the show is coming to an end. Uh, this show happens every Monday at 8.30 p.m. The show is this. I rant. I rant about shit. I talk about life. I talk about everything. You guys write me comments, and then I riff on your comments. That is the format on Mondays. On Wednesdays, there's a show called Crazy Stories. It's uh, people, people I find interesting come on, and they tell us interesting stories from their lives. Uh, if you want to check out past shows, go to my, uh, you know, my podcast called Going Crazy. It's on Spotify. Just to give you an example, this week I had Ian Mbele, who grew up in Africa, was a goat herder, and then he enlisted to the UK Army to get a passport, but mainly to go to Afghanistan because he wanted to help the people there. And then he got shot at on his 23rd birthday, and his parents told him, we told you so. So I'm going to put that on right now, actually, on my page. It, it was a fantastic show. Oh, I'm still here. Don't go anywhere. This is the behind-the-scene bonus show. Wait a minute. My camera died, but here's the new camera. And boom. 
So uh, yeah, this is, this is the this is the behind the, this is the special part of the DVD. And we got Julie. We did a podcast with from the unemployment office in Germany, and we have stories from Sri Lanka. We have all sorts of stuff. So come check that out on Wednesday, eight thirty p.m. I wish you all a Merry Christmas, and even though it's Easter, I hope you still get Santa Claus to give you a tattoo. Have a nice time, everybody. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you for contributing on Patreon, my comedy called Aurea Levy on Patreon. And thank you for being here for me because I, um, I would have gone crazy if not for this show. Appreciate you. Appreciate